sins away. Oh, say much I'm glad. From the international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in the southern suburbs of Nashville in Middle Tennessee, in the downtown area of Murfreesboro, this is Making a Difference, and I'm Dr. Shelton Smith. It's my privilege today to stand at this microphone and spend some time with our family of friends who join us, and we're thankful that you are along today. If you've just now found us, we're delighted. We welcome you. Every day we get together here, we make a big to-do. This broadcast is focused on the Lord God of Heaven. We talk about the Lord Jesus Christ, the Savior, and we open the Bible, and from Genesis to Revelation, we preach it as the absolute truth of God, and we do so in the hopes of introducing the Savior, introducing you to salvation, and giving as many instructions on the Christian life as the Bible gives us. So we make a big to-do about all of those things and trust that it will be a help and a blessing to you. This week, and maybe even for a day or two next week, we're building around a theme that I call the forever factors. Now, there are many things that the Bible tells us about that are everlasting. And so we're going to talk today about the everlasting blessings, things that God gives that he gives in a very, very special way. So we'll look at that in just a moment. Let me remind you that July 18 through 21... Four big days in July, the National Sword of the Lord Conference will be in Walkertown, North Carolina. That's in the suburbs of Winston-Salem. We have a big auditorium there at Gospelite Baptist Church, and we welcome you to come, bring your family, bring friends, be a part of this great conference. Seventeen main speakers in four days and some other things as well. We do services uh, starting Monday night all day Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday, and we just trust that many of you will come. No fees, no advance registration. Everybody's a walk-in. Every seat is free. Now, let's look today at our text, Psalm 90. We started there early in the week when we were talking about the everlasting Lord, and uh, we want to go back there and look at verse number one in that chapter. It says, Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. When we talk about the Lord and his blessing and where we dwell and where we are, that passage tells us that the Lord is special to us and for us in all generations. It is, again, one of those forever factors. You know, a few things are forever. Not a lot of them, but some. But most things are temporary. And the Bible tells us about that as well so that we don't get too enamored with the temporary things and think that they're going to last forever. For example, in James chapter 4 and verse number 13, the Bible says, Go to now, ye that say, today or tomorrow we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain. For as you know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little while and then vanisheth away. So that's telling us something about the uh, really temporary nature of life here on this planet. The planet itself is not going to last forever. And you and I need to understand that temporal things are temporary and eternal things are everlasting. And there's a big difference. And when we look at these forever blessings that the Bible tells us about, 
they ought to become so very special to us that we dedicate ourselves to them and make full commitments so that we are getting in on those things that the Lord promises will last forever. I think about so many things that people put their trust in or really invest themselves in so much so that they're just doing everything they can for the things that they're trying to acquire. For example, I drove into the office here today in an automobile. And I like my car. I enjoy my car. But, you know, over the years, I've had a number of cars, and some of them were so nice and shiny and easy to work with. And then after a while, sometimes maybe two, three, or four years, that automobile just came apart on me. It was like it wouldn't work anymore as I wanted it to work. It was not dependable any longer. So what did I do? I disposed of it. And uh, that is the nature of vehicles like that and equipment like that. It's the same way with the house that you live in. I was passing through a neighborhood this morning on my way to the office, and I noticed uh, several weeks ago that uh, there was a bulldozer on a piece of property and a couple of older houses there, and they were really pushing those uh, houses down. They've been there for a long time. I've lived in that same neighborhood for a long time, and uh, those houses were inhabited. People were there, but now they have pushed them down, loaded them up in dump trucks and hauled them away, and now then they're putting down new foundations and building new houses on the property. That's, again, something that is so very temporary. I think about the great skyscrapers in our cities. All of us were absolutely horrified whenever 911 occurred a few years back, and those two great towers in uh, New York City came down at the hands of terrorists. Uh, I have been in those towers uh, in years past. I know what it was like to be up on top. I ate a meal up in the restaurant on the top of one of those, and I know what it is like to be up in a structure like that, and yet in a moment it collapsed because of those terrible uh, men who orchestrated that terror, and uh, the buildings came down in a hurry. Listen, governments are like that. Governments that really posture like, man, they are on top of the world, and even tyrants who seem to have full control at a given moment. I'm telling you, the history books are full of stories of tyrants who postured like they were going to live forever. Well, guess what? They live and died. They did not survive. They were temporary. Often we look at churches and think, well, that church is a great church. It'll always be there. Well, I could tell you about some great churches that I know about, places where I preached in past years that are no longer in existence today. Their buildings are boarded up or they're being inhabited in some other way other than for the use of the Lord. They once were great, but now they're gone. So what I'm simply saying to you is this. Many things that you enjoy can be soiled and spoiled very, very quickly. So I'm advocating, let's get focused on that which is eternal. If you're totally engaged in the temporary, you'll be wise to make an adjustment and to engage yourself in some forever matters. Our text talks about the one who is the source of forever blessings. That one is the Lord. It begins by saying, Lord, well, Listen, that's where we began. That is our source. If you want something that is forever, you're going to have to go to him who is forever, and that is the Lord God of creation, the Lord God of salvation, the Lord God who is God. That next verse says, from everlasting to everlasting thou art God. And the verse goes on to say, verse number one, that is, that he, the Lord, is our dwelling place. Now, let me just ask you, 
Where do you hang out? Where do you pillow your head? With whom are you connected? With whom do you fellowship? And in whom do you trust? To whom do you pray when you utter a prayer? Make the Lord God your dwelling place and your own solid ground. And if you get with him, then you'll get with others who are with him. And that will solidify your life in some very, very special ways. So here we are. We're looking at the right things. And when we do, when we look to the Lord and look for what he provides, we get our focus on forever things. That's something from which we will never be disappointed. And when we look to the Lord, we're never going to be turned away. You can call on the Lord and know that he will hear and answer your prayer. When we talk to the Lord, we're going to be admitted to some inexhaustible resources. When you call on him, I promise you, the phone will never be busy. The door will never be closed. And the proprietor of heaven will always be home when you call. I'm talking about when you let the Lord God be Savior and Lord in your life, you become family. You find out what love really is, and you learn what it will be like to be really cared for in such a sweet, special way. And by the way, this verse says, not only is he the Lord, not only is he our dwelling place, but that is true in every generation. That's the forever factor here. That factor is so important that you and I need to understand that it is true for us, just like it might have been for our parents, our grandparents, and like it will be for those who come after us. Malachi chapter 3 and verse 6, the Bible says in the Lord's own words, I am the Lord, I change not. He is forever. His word is eternal. And whenever we get to the New Testament, it tells us in Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 8 that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We cannot get caught up on the snare of this generation thing that seems to be in so many people's mind these days. Many of us, it seems to me like, are kind of hung up on generations. It's like, well, my generation, this generation. Well, dear friends, let's don't be uh, ignorant about the issue here. What we have from the Lord is not generational. And you and I should not be pitting one generation against the other either. I mean, we build off of the generations that come before us, and hopefully the generations coming after us will build off of us. And instead of pitting ourselves one against the other, older generation against younger and younger against older, etc. You and I need to be more thoughtful than that. We need to be wiser than that. We need to build scripturally. And when we do that, we're going to build on that which is solid in every generation. Let me repeat the verse. Lord, thou hast met our dwelling place in all generations. That's what is solid. That is what works. And that is what should be accepted of us. See, I'm looking back at this point in my own life I'm looking back three generations. I did not know my great-grandparents, but I did know my grandparents, and I did know my parents. And so I'm looking back and building off of that. And uh, historically, I can review the 19th century, the 18th century, the 17th century. I did not live in that time frame, but I can listen to the history that is recorded, and I can pay attention to that and build off of that. And whenever I know what uh, has happened, I am in stronger, stronger position. In fact, scripturally, I can look back 6,000 years, generation after generation, and understand where to let go and where to hold tight. 
I can find out what is temporary, what is not the best, what is not going to work for me, and I can set that aside just by looking back through those generations, and I can build off of that. Now, the fact is, this passage says, in all generations, and it's telling me by that, that truth remains constant. It's not going to be changing whenever we get up tomorrow morning. It's going to be the same as it has always been. Morality has not changed. The morals that the Bible advocates, Old Testament and New Testament, are the things that you and I ought to be practicing today. We learn about the realities of heaven and hell, and those are still true. And I'll talk some more about that uh, here in a day or so. The sinfulness of man is obvious, and that doesn't change with the years. Every man is born a sinner, and uh, Satan still roars all over town unceasingly. We must not ignore the fact that he's out there doing his damage. God's offer of salvation, always available to us. And the Bible, our infallible guide, still reliable in all generations. So whenever I talk about the blessings that come, you and I know that, uh, I mean, we have to live in this world and it's a mess, but at the same time, the blessings of God are good for us and they will help us personally. They'll help us with whatever we're tackling on any given day. And I'm telling you, it is so rich, so sweet, so special when you and I can say, Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. I'm excited about that today. And Lord willing, we'll look at another of these forever factors on our broadcast tomorrow. In the meantime, why don't you write me a note and let me send you a sample copy of our Sword of the Lord newspaper. I'd love to do that. I'm telling you, it is a very, very special newspaper. I call it the world's greatest newspaper because I believe that it is. I think it'll help you. And I want to send you a sample copy. And if you'll write to me and let me know, I'll be glad to do so. My address is simply Dr. Shelton Smith at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. The email is radio at swordofthelord.com. And do check us out at our website, swordofthelord.com. We thank you for being along today. God bless you. Have a good rest of the day. And we'll look forward to being right back here tomorrow. Goodbye for now. <music>